0: Ruth Chapman, an absolute incredible woman, she and her husband built up matches and sold it for a fortune, and why not? It is one of the most incredible e-commerce and store sites that i've ever been on and use far too much but such an amazing compelling story to listen to and it's not just one of those um podcasts where you just talk about people's successes what i love about this is that you talk about the person the family the fears the insecurities the highs the lows everything that goes into building a business and then selling a business and then what's next no yeah um So, Ruth, this is such a treat for me, I can't tell you, but when I was sitting and thinking, you know, what was I going to ask you, I actually remembered, and you'll have to tell me when that was, but I heard about Matches, the store in Wimbledon, a million years ago, and I remember a friend of mine, I don't know who it was, saying you've got to go to this incredible shop, it's amazing. And I said, where is it? And they said, Wimbledon. And I went, where's Wimbledon? <laughs> it was outside the Royal Borough. And I remember driving there and getting completely lost because there was no sat-nav and I'm dyslexic and couldn't read an A to Z. I remember it as if it was yesterday. And them saying to me, and they give you champagne on a Saturday. And I kind of didn't it's know true. what to expect. And I remember walking into your store and the feeling that I got then is the same feeling I get today when I go into your store, which is quite interesting, that your, your sort of character That's that good. you created in your store. And for me, it was about the edit. Like, for me, a greatest store in the world is about the edit. For me, it's because I never have time. And so if I go into a store where somebody is thinking like me and they've edited all the best pieces and put them out, it's like heaven. Anyway, I could go on talking about it. But I just remember that moment. Now, what year was that? How okay, old would I have been? It's
1: very, very long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I, <know. laughs> I mean, it could be as far back as, it could be like 1980. Even I want to
0: think. So, okay. Yeah. I feel like wow. it could be. Okay. It's a long so time. I was in my mid twenties. Yeah. Late. You would to, be. Yeah. Mid twenties, because my daughter yeah. is thirty six and she was born in nineteen eighty three.
1: Okay. So around that time we started. Wow. And I remember. So I probably
0: was there looking after you. I imagine. No, no. I do remember, and you always used to give champagne. Yes. It had a we feeling did. of being in someone's living room. Yeah. That was Tom. The, He's such a great host. It was just extraordinary, and I remember really seriously having to decide what I was going to buy because I had like a budget of what I could spend, and I wanted everything, and it was. So that was what was that the first thing that you ever did? That was the
1: first store, and the edit was really important to us from the beginning.
0: But how did you come up with that though? Because I don't think
1: it was very. I don't think it was a very conscious decision. I think it was more. We have this much budget, and right. this we have to spend it really carefully, and just buy things that we absolutely love. Um, and did and so you always did. have style in fashion? I mean, you know, I think I had really glamorous mother, really glamorous okay. stepmother, and I feel like clothes were always very important, very part. important part of my life, and were sort of symbolized, symbolized um, empowerment and and fun and mm. self expression. So they were always important.
0: So w- so, when, what was the moment you came up with a the wor- the name, and the business?
1: Okay. The name was Tom because he smoked so much. <laughs> right. I mean, I have to give him a lot That's of credit. Brilliant. The whole the whole hospitality piece, the fact that we took everybody's name and, and had it on computer from way back, even in the eighties, on the first like
0: so clever. iterations
1: of computers. So he had, but when we launched online later, he, we had everybody's details which That's was great so we're also white mailing people we would it was very personal we'd call people with what we thought they would like so it felt really personal then yeah um, and we hoped that that carried through that was amazing um, but yeah the, the edit and getting it right and it was also f- things that I loved personally that I went out and bought
0: and did you personally go out and and choose every single thing back then? Yes. And how did Everything. you know? Because without social media and the type of sort of you know system oh, that we have today, were you literally walking I was the streets and and
1: for magazines? I um, I bought every magazine, every Vogue, and tore every, things out, yeah, yeah, every nationality of Vogue, you know, Elle, all those magazines I would buy. So and you even thought outside Manish of the box, yeah. yeah? Yeah, bought them. Anything I loved, I kept. Yeah. Did
0: you used to get magazines on Old Brompton Road? There was a news agent next to Nero's that had everything. No,
1: I didn't. I don't know him, but there was one up in um, Round Soho that had everything that I used to go to. It's like me. And, I'm the yeah. same. I just yeah. take them all off. And the yeah. next
0: thing you know, you're spending a fortune all on stuff. On yeah. I know. Yeah. It's amazing. And so at what point, um, you know, like how did you win over the brands that you wanted? Or was there not that much competition at that point i
1: think that we were really persuasive um and there wasn't that much i mean also because we were in wimbledon don't forget there was no other store there mm. for miles i mean i guess you and could why did say you choose wimbledon it was near where we lived oh, okay and also we got a really good rent on a on an old dairy building right and so that it was just you know cheap Did you not have two in the end there? In the end, we had six. Oh, God. Six at one point. And then, because we had franchises with Max Mara and DVF as well, um, but then we scaled it right down. When online took off, we just rationalised all the stores.
0: So tell me about the online. So at what point did you kind of just go... Because I remember feeling slightly confused at that point, (laughs) you know, as a a consumer. And Mm. I'm a big consumer, Mm. as you know. I never have time. So online shopping like matches for me is the joy because Good. it's late at night I'm planning things but I mean yep. at what point did you sort of go okay we've got to do this but we'll still have shops like how did you uh,
1: yeah that was interesting because we had and we I think by the, when we launched online we had four different locations so we were in Richmond and Notting Hill and Marylebone, and we launched online because we had so many international customers coming in from Australia Canada, Hong Kong, the US all the time. And they were regular customers. So whenever they landed in London, they they'd came come see us. So when online started to be a buzz, we thought, well, stupid not to do it because Mrs. So-and-so and Mrs. So-and-so can shop with us from Sydney. So we did it mostly for them, but we didn't really factor in the whole inventory idea, the idea that we wouldn't have enough we just thought we'll take it from the stores and we'll mail it to them oh my God. which we did and as soon as we hit that go button on the site it was a tipping point it was just we had no stock in the stores I mean, so what the customers did you do just, we ran we, around
0: just buying more clothes yeah we <laughs> ran around
1: buying more clothes I love British it. designers were brilliant with us because they were so flexible so yeah Roxander and Christopher Kane and Erdem were all newish and
0: they would they were thought that and they loved died it and gone to heaven and They
1: could yeah, they had really easy ways of getting more more stock and more things to us So mm. that was that worked really well and actually I think Very quickly the brands the bigger brands started to switch on and say okay, we'll give you more um,
0: and so, so this is a, a bit, bit of a, a sort point. of cheeky question though mm. so because I've w- often wondered, so like if I look at the demographic of, say, um, you in Notting Hill and then you've got, say, Joseph.
1: Yes.
0: And say Joseph has a liar. And, yes. you know, how do you get a brand? I mean, obviously, I know a liar and Joe go back yeah. a million years. Joe, I knew from yes. a very early age and he was an, an amazing, amazing yes. man. Also brilliant at an edit. Yeah, But absolutely. So I take a liar out of that. But other yeah. brands, how do you entice them to you and to give you an exclusive because I read that you had forty four hundred and fifty 450 brands to stock which yeah. might or not look you. a lot on it is a paper lot. but that's yeah. a lot of paperwork
1: covers menswear too um, how do we persuade them mostly they I think because they understand the level of service that we want to give and how committed we were to that customer service piece and Also how committed we were to working with them because they all have different needs and it's like it's like working with customers every single brand has their way of working that they like to do so Isabel Morant might tell you we want our looks shot head to toe like this or something else will be as important to another brand and
0: you'll accept
1: that you'll just work with them on the whole we'll work with them on most of the reasonable requests we'll work with them as far as we can but also they really love the way we present the way we shoot
0: and I they mean, your love book is amazing i've got it here with oh, endless uh, turn me downs on it good but so how does someone like cuz i know i'm complete control freak like <laughs> you know say isabel Morant you know i look at her pages and i love what she's showing but then i might see something else that she's done that's not in your edit yes is that because that's your team goes we know yep. that's our customer and yep. it's the age group and what ha- is that how it's I done think
1: we th- there is throughout the team a really strong fashion point of view um and the other thing that's very important to the team at matches fashion now is that they don't overlap brands so they want to if they're buying from Isabel Morant for example I don't know why I keep coming back to her um, they don't want any they won't pick anything else so if another brand comes it's got something similar, that might have something similar they won't buy it Or if there's similar things that look like they might be a version of, they'll really try and keep her brand to its true DNA, as far as possible. And then also across shooting, you know when they're shooting imagery, mixing things up in a really cool, interesting Mm -hmm. way. And picking up, also picking up on new trends is the job of the buyer too, so seeing on market what that fashion industry is wearing and how they're wearing it, because that usually translates to a broader demographic
0: Six right so the way life. you style it yeah because for style me you look at um you know it's the same in my business you know a client will give us a tear sheet and I learned at a very early age that I said to them what do you actually like in that tear sheet yeah. and it would be a door handle it yeah. wouldn't be the whole thing yeah so I'll look at a, an image of sort of you know I don't know givashi or whatever yeah. it is and I'll go oh my god I love that yeah but the reality is when I go and try it on it might not work on me but the way yeah. in which it's styled I'll then manoeuvre it and make it work in a exactly. way that will.
1: Yes. Yeah. I think that's really important. I think um, that's a lot of what matters, particularly with online now selling, because some of the styling I see on, dare I say, other sites, I don't like. Yeah. As yeah. Much I so mean, important. I think that your book that people.
0: you do and everything that you do and and the way you your um, emails that come through and you're sort of like you know your bikini edit or the hat or the bag the crossover you almost answer certainly my questions Good. at exactly the right time as though you're listening to my brain in a way which for me as a businesswoman I think well your you know your brand must be so in tune because it's almost quite uncanny that so many weeks before you're going away or you're coming up to a series of parties in the summer you're suddenly in a panic thinking i want the tiniest little bag that crosses over that's going to work do you know what i'm saying and then suddenly i'll get an email from tess mobo from matches going here's a whole edit thing and i'm like can they hear what i'm thinking so that's very i mean how do you know or you just sense being a woman that that is what people
1: absolutely and also there's a very strong calendar that's right. produced around okay. for, for the buyers and for the content team to work around so we know when the races are in Australia we know when the Kentucky races are on we know when it, because it globally the oh patterns God, change think about so it, you have thing. to think about all of that and what people like to wear and also the etiquette of those particular
0: so do you events. send different emails to different countries yeah. holy
1: wow! yeah Some of them are the same, and then some of them will be very different depending on the time of year.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you didn't own it, would you be broke? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you would just be shopping the whole time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love I mean, are you obsessed with clothes? Obsessed, ridiculously. I love them. I find it really relaxing to shop at the end of the day. Like you said that. Yeah. I just, to trawl and pick things out and edit is still very innate
0: in. It is quite funny. John and I have this sort of joke. I'll be sort of sitting at the end of the day on a weekend, you know, going through the site, just looking and like putting loads in the basket and stuff. And I look at him and he's also on his site. And I'm like, what are you doing? Darling? And He's like looking at mechanical things, you know, for building or cars or, you know, it's like the same thing. Yeah, Tom
1: does it. Tom sits looking at furniture now that's his new thing like first dibs and right 20 and those sites and just trawling looking for mid-century pieces is he obsessed
0: with that now? yeah always though? Uh,
1: always the last 15 years yes it's been very much something he's loved doing
0: amazing and art as
1: well that's
0: the other thing yeah yeah. Yeah. and how do you like so how did how was the business kind of split between you? who was business? who was like or was it a mix? Tom
1: is much more business than me Um, he's really good on finance, he's really good on marketing, he's really good on e-commerce, he really gets tech. Um, So he's good at all of that. Um, He's great with investors, he's great in the board scenario, he really understands all All of it, I find utterly boring. The only part I'm really interested in is the fashion and how we talk to the customer.
0: And so here's the million dollar question, because I've worked with John and it's not easy, like working with a partner, because... (laughs) you Love you go question. into business mode which i know i i come across very different when i'm like that whereas yeah. when i'm not business mode i'm soft and vulnerable and yeah. you know how how yeah. did you manage that because it can be quite tough can't it it was
1: um i think we're very complementary i think we very deliberately or, or or maybe not maybe subconsciously even just did separate things um and we were very careful with each other trying not to because if you're in a a big meeting and you Mm. disagree it can you know that can can, look bad yeah it's not great so there was a lot of being very careful about each other the most difficult part was going home with our kids when they were growing up and And not not talking talking about it trying to zip it you know not you know trying to engage with the kids and listen to their things and not at the end go oh did you do that today and how Mm, did that mm. go because that's not fun. And were
0: you but good at finding that balance between home and, and work?
1: I think it was always a struggle. Um, and, you know, I ask the kids that now, and they say that they actually know, they learn just listening to a lot about retail and customers and even fashion. They, they have a very broad understanding of the industry just from listening to everything and just from being around us so but don't you think it's
0: funny i remember sitting with my daughter natasha my two stepdaughters, savannah and sienna once and we were doing an interview as a family this is years ago and the journalist who was, I seem to remember, someone we all knew, yeah. said, so Kelly, you know, how would you describe yourself? And I went so chilled and, <laughs> you know, completely like all the thing, you know, like laid back, really loyal and da da And then she asked each one of the children That's and they were all, very it was the complete opposite she's always stressed she never relaxes she never you know so it's quite funny how you you see yourself completely differently to the way your kids do you totally do I mean I would say that exact those things about
1: myself that I'm calm and all those things but my kids would say total stress
0: (laughs) (laughs) so tell me about when you sold like how how did that feel because you know I, I know a lot of mutual friends of ours that have done it. And some of them said it was the worst thing. Some of it said it was the best thing. Some of said it's stressed. You know, like, because it's your baby, like, how, how does it feel? Well, we were
1: very strategic about the whole thing. I mean, we had the business, ran it as a lifestyle business for most of our lives. And it gave us a great standard of living. But then when the internet was really taking off, we could no longer fund... The inventory we could never no longer get the Mm, stock we needed mm. to get things to the customers so we took on investors when we did we really committed to a five-year window and that we would sell after that period of time and our investors were great they were super elegant people you know they are out there those people so i would say that um they never put any pressure on us to sell but we had a very it was very much an intention that we set we're going to sell in five years and this is the amount we're going to sell for and we stuck to it to the value of the business to the time everything i mean it was it was very interesting in that whole setting your intentions visualizing mm-hmm. it and going for it and that's what we that's what we achieved and when it the actually happened what did when you When it do? actually happened um can I you remember think, what you did that night yeah i can went home uh, <laughs> Watched Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> Watch Love Island, no. I've never watched Love Island, though it runs in my house quite a lot. I um, went home, sat in the garden, and just sort of felt a bit shell-shocked, really, mm. um, that it had actually happened. I mean, the, the preceding days had been very, like, fraught and tense and lawyers and all those sort of things. So, you know, you, you never know at which period, at which point, it's actually going to go, okay this is it, it's done. And I think we were in the office for about 12 hours with these people that day. Mm. And so when it was finally done, we were just a bit like, whoa. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we didn't celebrate for ages. We just, we just mm. carried on with life. You know, there's so much happening.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It was, and are you proud? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, you very, managed to f- feel that. Yeah,
1: very proud. Um, but also glad that it's a new chapter that I can do other things with my life. No, um and think about other things and also glad that i have some more time because you you Mm. must know this you are a slave to that you become a slave to it someone asked me um a couple of weeks ago do you regret anything and i do regret not spending more time with my kids at various points during that but you know there was nothing i could do i mean there was a point where we were driven also by by debt mm. you know we owed money to so many suppliers and that whole fashion circuit of cash flow is pretty tough so mm. there was no way that
0: we could have stopped, stopped yeah. what we did yeah, it's yeah. just, it just, an an it just, just a machine
1: go. yeah and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and now that um, you
0: have time do you yeah. know what to do with it yes <laughs> I do <laughs> but right from the beginning
1: um well not even not right from the beginning but I always knew I wanted to get back and read more books have more holidays more fun so I'm now going to NYU to do a liberal arts degree in wow September. amazing yeah I just bought a house in the West Village gonna go and hang out there for a while I don't know how long I'll last or if I'll get to the end it's a two-year degree um, Fantastic! Just going to read books, do something different, change my brain cells, open some different neural pathways, not be so addicted to my phone, and just start reading again and calm down. Yeah. My God, can I come and live with you? Yes, you can come and stay with me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tell me, did you when you? I'm a great. My motto is: learn from your past, live in the present, visualize your future. And I I sense that that's very much what yours is. Yeah. Did you when you first started like? like okay people say to me did you know you were going to be successful and I always say and I say don't take this in a way that I'm being big headed but yes I did because I visualize it did you from the get-go know like yeah I'm going to do something and yes it's going to be you know was there ever a doubt um
1: I always knew that we could do it and I always knew that if you worked hard enough, and you committed, and you visualized it, and you knew what you wanted, we could get there. Mm. Um, and of course, I had days where I doubted it. No, 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 it. I'm so sure. No, I'm of sure. course, there were days when I thought, "Oh God, you know, will this happen? Will that happen?" Um, but generally, I knew. I, I think
0: I was very committed to the I had the whole idea of that. And how? Ending. And how was it? Like, you know, in your industry. I'm not in your industry. I, yeah. I dabble in and out of it, and a lot of my friends are in it. I mean, is it a very jealous place? Did people look at you and sort of think, oh, they're so successful? Da, da, da. You know, people always think from the outside, yeah. everything is rosy. You know, as you say, you were struggling at some points in the oh business. My God, we really were.
1: Um, or I were people
0: I, supportive? I
1: think we were really lucky because we didn't really operate like inside the fashion circuit. You as were really such. the
0: portal for many. Yeah, yeah. We
1: were just kind of outside of it. And, um, we know all the people that we ever had to deal with or who it felt that we dealt with in in any official capacity were generally great. Mm. Um, So we didn't come across that many who weren't. Mm. And I never got a sense of people being um, jealous at all Uh, because I think they saw us as these you know exhausted people who were just you
0: know. <laughs> well probably saving their <laughs> yeah. asses as yeah well.
1: absolutely um and i you know we tried to be kind and fair to everyone that we met and who worked for us as well so i, I, I never got a sense of of that and and maybe f- i chose to ignore it i don't know but it yeah just, never i mean, felt it.
0: i've sort of probably i mean i've been people have asked me that and i think that i'm so focused on yeah on the good working stuff. and the good stuff that yeah. i try not to and sometimes i'm shocked i sometimes have a bit of a sort of wake up and i'll be like oh so maybe that's why do, do you know what I mean there's yeah. like a, an a- yeah. aha moment yeah. where you think okay that two and two together makes yeah. four but I'm so like on a mission every day yeah. trying to to be positive of what I'm doing that I Me try too. not to get into that negative zone
1: it's funny because I see it more in younger people I think women that have done well and been successful in business don't even think about that really mm-hmm. that much yeah there are sometimes those moments where you go Oh, okay. But yeah. generally not. I think.
0: And do you, uh, yeah, did you have a mentor when you were younger? No. Your mum or? No.
1: Nobody really mentored me. I don't, I, you know, I'm thinking about that, thinking. No, I did Was didn't. there not
0: someone like a friend of your mum's that you kind of thought was amazing or...
1: No, I mean, people who I've, I've worked with who I always thought were incredible, Diane von Furstenberg's always been very kind. Um, and I have a great friend, Nancy Marks, in the US who owns the brand Seize Marjan, who is a force and really full of insightful wisdom mm. all the time. Um, but no, not really.
0: And do you no. mentor your your kids
1: yeah they don't love that i try i'm there or for other them. people's kids um sometimes i, I have done mentoring officially for i don't people. mean sort of officially
0: yeah. i mean just like for me mentoring people was more about just yeah hanging out with my parents yeah. friends and just being slightly in awe and learning yeah. and listening
1: yeah. um i do that for other people now yes mm. i mean a lot of the people who I worked with will come to me and say what do you think I should do where you know what's where shall I go with this Mm. so yeah I mean I mean it's a
0: big thing with me because I'm I I do mentor a lot of young kids and I was lucky enough to have my mum and I'm now working with Prince Harry with the Diana Awards doing this mentoring thing for young kids and I sort of think that you know I was lucky enough and clearly you were with you know a family that was supportive and whatever but today there are so many kids that literally don't have that I know so their mentors can be bad yeah and they're told you know to stay in bed and not get up in the morning is really cool well that's mentoring but it's a negative mentoring so so I kind of asked the question because I think it's um it's kind of like we we've all done well like it's like it's our duty to kind of give back yeah. and help other kids. I mean, I like
1: to think I always mentored all the women that I worked with. I'm sure you have. Um, and, and help them, and still do, largely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and with my kids, I think, definitely my eldest, our son listens to me and comes for advice. How old is he? He's 26. Oh, he's not that baby. No. Anymore. And then the other two younger girls are, are still a bit like, yeah, when I want your advice, I'll ask you. I'll thanks. ask for yeah. It. yeah, they yeah. will. Yeah, they will.
0: Um, what drives you, do you think? Is it passion, fear, <laughs> money, or all three? <laughs> um,
1: fear definitely has driven me in the past. Fear of being broke, going broke, um, all those things. Fear of not being able to pay the bills or, you know, not being able to put the kids through school. All those things were definitely part of our journey. Our journey. yeah. Um, and loving what we did. I mean, you know, I used to be very happy going to the office every day and really loved problem solving inspiring people motivating people coming up with something and you know sometimes i'm sure you know there's sometimes it is like trying to push water up a hill mm-hmm. but to get it done always was a great feeling to get things I done. i mean
0: i i i've learned in business that there are moments when you you are in fear Yes. But you look at your team and you realise that you have to pull it out the bag and even. literally yeah. make them feel that they are on top of the world yes. and you are gonna get this. Yes. And somehow it's like a an, an energy from outer space that just yes. kind of gets into your body because I know I've just done it this week. Yeah. And suddenly it turns everything around yeah. and it and it works. It does. But it's I think just... it takes a lot of strength to do that a lot and yeah. i just i think you know a true entrepreneur has that ability to switch it on when you need yeah. it it's
1: like a leadership it's a skill. leadership yeah. skill yeah. and
0: i've often kind of wondered and thought to myself cuz while doing these podcasts you know people talk about leadership skills yeah. and i've i've worked out that's what it is yeah, it, you it know is. It's, it's that, that yeah. thing that you can switch on yeah. and turn everybody to get excited bring them and with bring you. It, yeah, yeah. And then leave the building and go. Oh my God! What am I going to do? <laughs> go for a light <laughs> yeah, out in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Were you ever frightened? Well, you've sort of answered this like failure. Yeah. So you know. Or... Yeah, I mean, yeah, failure would have been awful. But I mean, were you frightened of it, or was it just
1: because? Yeah, I mean, I was not so much frightened of failure as frightened of, you know not having not being able to pay the bills mm. that's literally that practical
0: problem i mean there are moments when i drive around london where you know some people can say a smell can remind you of a moment yes or a yes. touch can remind you of, yes and there are places yeah like where an old abbey national account used to be of mine where i will <laughs> Kind of walk past there, and I'll get a funny feeling in my stomach where I tried God. desperately to get money out when I was yeah. really younger and it failed. And pretend and no to the bank yep. manager that yep. it really is in there, <laughs> you know, like it's not going to work, or use a credit card. You know, you get a sense of a past, and it's happened to me yeah. recently, and it just showed me like how far I've come. Yeah, do you know yes, that kind of absolutely. weird feeling and yes, that, that kind of fear yeah. of like not being able to do it, and somehow. It's quite funny, I remember going to, I was being given an award, I think it was for Nat Nat West, or no, Lloyds, uh, Woman of the Year or something, years ago. And this man tapped me on the shoulder and he said, "'Do you remember me? I used to be your bank manager.'" And I remember, and I just burst out laughing. I said, "'I cannot believe you're not grey.'" He said to me, "'You just had the gift of the gab to always, because I've never had investment in my business, I've never borrowed money, but I've obviously had overdrafts yeah, yeah. when I was like building yeah. the business. And this bloke, I always got round him. And he amazing. came up to me. Good. And when I got up on stage and thanked everyone, I said, I just want you to know what just happened to me. Because, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like yeah. really funny. Um, A good bank manager yeah, story, I yeah. like that. There aren't
1: many, I but know.
0: that's great. So that was quite funny. Um, what do you think's changed in, in the industry since you started? Other than so the fact much. it's online, but
1: everything has changed. I mean, is I it think faster? It's faster. The seo- There are more seasons. Um, oh, really? Are there? Yeah, I thought there were they only four. <laughs> there are, there are, but there used to be two, and then they added in the resort, ah, and that okay. became pre-collection, which became super important. But I also think that's starting to break down a little bit now. It's becoming less like that, and there's a lot of new and really interesting direct-to-consumer brands springing up who are just dropping product all year round just to suit their customer and they're not interested in
0: fashion shows or that whole cycle. And what do you think about that?
1: I think it's great. I think you know people should be doing what they do. you think
0: want. we need to be spending all this money on all these big fashion shows
1: and things? I mean is it? I mean I think it depends on the brand. I mean if you're trying to keep the heritage of
0: Dior, Dior me, alive yeah.
1: then yes it makes sense but I think it's, I think, coming out of college, the idea that a design student should be starting to do a show with their first collection it's is crazy, nuts, yeah. such a waste of money. Yeah. Um, and I don't think everyone needs to. I think there are some really successful brands who just don't. I mean, I love The Row. They yeah. have a really small, intimate presentation. You know, that's so
0: expensive. So though.
1: expensive. I mean, even theirs is, is beautiful. Oh, I mean, um, it's stunning. But all of those, you know, those those things. I mean, there's a gorgeous. Evening brand called Galvan.
0: Oh, I'm obsessed. I'm seeing, seeing them, do them on fantastic Monday. My wardrobe's full of them. They
1: are great, and they don't do shows. They just make great clothes. Who and is
0: it? Two women?
1: Four. There are four girls ah. that started it. Yeah, I I advise them and help absolutely them. So do the yeah. best. They're doing really well. Made for my body. They're, I love they're their they're new so collection
0: happy. that's coming out. That green with the blue. Amazing. Ah. They are they are great unbelievable and they're not
1: too expensive they, yeah, yeah they're, they're reasonable they're making bags now which look good too well i just
0: they're got clever. a jumpsuit like a silver lurex Brilliant. from you which i'm wearing for my 60th this year yes. <laughs> oh, God, i can't believe you're going to be 60 oh, neither can i wow. um so that kind of rolls onto the social media thing because obviously when i started at 16 and a half we didn't have social media so there's no, no filter so you know a how has it helped your business yeah and b. I know you've got kids so do you worry about it do you use it a lot like how do you feel about it
1: I've gone through really so many different feelings about social media particularly Instagram Um, in the beginning it really was very interesting to look at it found lots of new small brands on there Um, I think it was very great it was great for styling for looking at the way people are wearing things Mm -hmm. Um, so for fashion it was interesting I like it personally for finding for great stories. Um, It helped save my daughter's life. I was going to say, and I didn't know if I could bring it up, but I know
0: your daughter was very ill, and it was an interesting moment, really, to see you share that and how this. I mean, it makes my hair stand on yeah. end. This kind of support system it was huge. came around you. It, was, it huge. was really the most amazing thing to see. And
1: in the dark of night, it was actually Fashion Week. They were all in Paris in September, so the fashion people were sitting at shows, talking to me. And you know, mm. it, there was a lot of support and a lot of love came through Instagram. And in fact, two of the great friends who helped get Hesmi out of the worst hospital and into a good one. Um, realized only through instagram it's amazing Um, so So there
0: is a positive there
1: is a real positive i have seen the negative impact of it um on young women i think there is a negative impact Mm. but i do feel like instagram is sort of losing its luster a bit I don't think it's as powerful as it was. But
0: there's got to be something else. There's got to be something else. Everyone thought Twitter was the best thing and Facebook and then Instagram and then there was, I don't know, there's so many. There's going to be something else. There
1: will be. Um, I mean, I just think it's great for keeping up with your friends. Mm. I mean, I have a private one. I like looking at friends' babies and dogs and things, but I'm not that interested in looking. I mean, I'll look at fashion, I'll look at interiors, I'll look at art, I'll look at... Those sort of things just for inspiration, but most of the time, if I scroll through, I'm pretty bored by it now. Yeah, there's too many ads, and
0: I've noticed yeah. that. Yeah, that's really yeah. annoying,
1: really annoying. And then you know, they're just like odd things for builders mm. and things, I mean, that don't make any sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, the reason I like it is that being dyslexic writing is not my forte yeah so imagery is great yeah and I'm an instant gratification person yeah like you know if I've got five minutes I've, I, you know that. you know in the same way as I shop I just I can scan a, a yeah. rail in five minutes and pull it out and I can yeah. check whether it actually fits me or not do I actually even have to try yeah. it on that's the way my brain works because I'm completely visual yeah. so Instagram is great and I love it for that just, I find that as much as we talk about how it helped you with your daughter, that yeah. the sheer power and positivity, the same yeah, can the have flip the flip side. Yeah, of I've that. seen that yeah. too. Yeah. Um, so an interesting thing for me is, um, like, obviously with social media, if you sell too much, yes, you put people off. Yes. So how how did you manage? like did were you advised did you learn I mean
1: our business attracts a lot of young people and they generally understand how to how to do that yeah Um, and also we had a strong point of view about the look and feel and the tone and not you know forcing handbags down people's feed every day Mm. Um, so just trying to get that right I I think it's a challenge um, to be inspiring and uplifting and also, not just to talk about fashion all the time. I think people who are in, in looking at a fashion Instagram like to think about lifestyle things as well, or you know.
0: Yeah, because or, you're part or, or, of that. Yes, or yeah. other
1: interesting people, or, or how other people like to dress and take inspiration from that. Yeah, it's interesting so, yeah.
0: because my whole philosophy in design is yes, we design and build homes yeah. for people, but more importantly, I want to understand how you live because yeah. you're in the place Yes. so our yes. whole questionnaire and our whole kind of beginning bit is forget the colors the tones everything yeah. how, how do you how eat do you breakfast yes. where do your kids come do they yeah. come and jump in your bed yeah you know how do you actually live yeah because once i know that i can build the house around it so in yeah. a way it's kind of the opposite you know it's the same so but different true. yeah yeah i think so it's interesting yeah. isn't it i mean i'm i've always been obsessed with fashion and i've often Like 25 years ago would look at fashion magazines, and that's how I used to teach in my school. I would get um, Students to go and tear out of a Vogue or a Harper's or a Tatler in those days an image a fashion image that they loved and I would say to them now Explain to me what you love about this so it could have been a Ralph Lauren or whatever a Prada now design the feeling you get from that into a room which was quite forward thinking yeah. in the time, and it used to confuse a lot of them, and then I, I like would, it. you know, then sit with them and, and tell them what I meant by that, and then I would do one, and then they would get it. Yeah. And equally, I would get um, them thinking, because often people would come and do the school, we would have them fly from all over the world, and they'd walk in looking absolutely like, oh God, I just want everything that you're wearing, <laughs> and then they wouldn't be able to design. And I remember lying in bed one night thinking, I've got to think how I can get them to use the part of the brain that they need. And then I was lying in bed in the next morning and I was early having a coffee thinking, what am I gonna wear? And I was scanning my dressing room and I was pulling the pieces of clothing out in my head and putting it on my body. I thought, that's it. It's the same part of it. So I went in the next day and I said, okay, you've got your tear sheet now. I want you to think. How did you work out what you were going to wear today? Were you embedded? And each yeah. one said that. And I said, Brilliant. "That's the part of the brain." So now train that part of the brain to think about the inside of a room and start pulling the sofa and the fabrics and the this and the that. And that's how I taught them to do it, like visualizing it. Yeah. So it was quite interesting. That makes sense
1: to me. Absolutely.
0: Um, do you think women can have it all? I know it's a boring question.
1: No, I don't think oh, so. I'm so say, glad you said that. No, no. I always say no as well. And then people no. say, but they can, they no, can. You I don't think, think we can. I think we're hard on ourselves. And mm. I think our kids are going to be fine if we're working. I think our jobs, we're going to do them really well. But I think we just don't spend enough time on ourselves. Mm. And then we get exhausted and run down and all that sort of thing. Mm. So I think, I actually think this generation, next generation of women who are be coming through are going to practice more self-care. Yep and be just as effective.
0: And I think they're going to want less Yes. to yeah. be able to get that, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I hope that's the case because I think yeah. we all came from a generation where you had to be, you know, make a lot of money and that yeah. was the power yeah. and da 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 da, and I think yeah. today it's kind of flipped itself that it's, that isn't what's more
1: important. It's really interesting you say that because I talk to a lot of people all the time about British fashion and how do we get British fashion designers. Over that 10 million pound mark mm. in turnover and I'm just like well, why do we need to mm. if they're doing well around there and they're happy and they're comfortable and they're not stretching themselves financially and why they do don't they have want to? to why do they have to that's a successful business mm. Mm. let's not underestimate that so I what think, do yeah, people say about that well I think there's just this general idea which I get also in this fashion industry and just pushing British fashion to make some stars, you know, let's have some really big businesses. I mean, because you look at Paris I and mean, we don't really compare But then Except they have this old couture business.
0: Heritage. I was gonna say you've got all of the couture yeah. business And you know, do you think that LVMH had a lot to do with trying to, you know, making yeah. that happen? Because they For were sure. buying all the big mm-hmm. brands who some of which were losing money they were buying them Putting them into a portfolio, not that I know much about that business, but from what I read, yes. to make them into these stars, yeah you know, so that you had the Bond streets and the Sloan streets and you know Madison Avenue and all of that where you had the big and I drive down these streets now, and I think, how do they make money with these rents and rates? Is it that important <laughs> to have that many flagships you know so for me, it just looks like it 's imploding rather than yeah. the necessity of what you actually need so may, you know, maybe I, it I will agree. change I, th- I think we'll definitely see a shift in the next few years in terms of
1: what people need yeah. and, um and what's actually out there in terms of luxury yeah uh, and you know I, but then I, you know you can walk into Hermes on a Friday and it's just heaving with people well, that's different, it's Hermes. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> There's always that, isn't <laughs> Um
0: When you're overwhelmed, do you panic, stop, take time, or eat, or travel? Definitely not travel, but probably all of the rest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but actually, the travel's the Freeze. one thing that always works for me, yes. is to take two days off. Yeah, and you're right, and that's mm. a really good tonic. Mm. Yeah.
0: I always say to my staff, I just said to them this week, I looked at the holiday calendar and I went, there's not enough holidays in here, guys. And they all looked at me like they were mad. And I went, no, you're all going to panic towards the end of the year. Take long weekends. I need you to do that, to perform.
1: Because you see the difference. Yeah. I do.
0: And I know that if I go away for literally a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it feels like a week to me just to get that change. Just chilling out. I I think that's a great employer and a great...
1: I think that's a successful strategy too, just taking care of the people who work oh, in the God, business, have to. giving them rest, actually monitoring them enough to be close enough to see
0: how Stress exhausted they really or stressed are. they might be. Yeah, God, yeah, I know. Are you good for asking for help?
1: Am I good asking for help? I usually have the panic meltdown we described before, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then I do, yeah. And who yeah. do you ask? Probably Tom. Yeah. he's quite good at, at spotting the signs and is he calm yeah most of the time
0: are you, calm? Time. I you time. Like calm I am calm most of the time you seem to have that voice that I'd like to hear when I can't sleep at night Do you know what I, mean? <laughs> I think
1: I'm lulling myself into that kind of sense of calm but yeah underneath I am a little you know
0: Dark. more anxious
1: yeah but um I'm yeah I try and be calm
0: but do you find anxiety and adrenaline actually sort of drives you yes, a lot?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: I mean, I know if I've got a deadline and I've sort of let it go, I will probably yeah. do it better, Yeah, like just at the beginning, because the sure. adrenaline is pumping, and I feel like Annika Rice, you know, yeah. coming in in, in the things. helicopter. But then you need
1: the rest, the break afterwards, yeah. yeah, yeah. You floor it. It's that
0: racehorse principle. I know. Yeah. Well, funny enough, that was one of my questions. Um what's next what's next um going to university
1: seeing if i can figure that out i don't know i'd like to do a little bit of writing and maybe after that another business in the same
0: field or? i don't know
1: yet i don't know i mean my kids are all very entre- entrepreneurial so i also don't want to dive into something that might end up being something that they want to do like rather stay as a support for them.
0: Mm. Um, or do it together? Or do it
1: together if they wanted to work with me. Yeah, let's see. Um, but also, you know, like just you working with the Galvan girls, just doing smaller projects. Mm. And also investing time and maybe money into people who I believe in, who are younger, who are going to go through that journey. That's, That's really nice, though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I did that yeah. with,
0: you know, while I was doing Dragon's Den. Of course um, And did, it's. Yeah. You know it had its moments yeah um, but it's I love the fact of investing in somebody young yeah so do I it has its problems it there does, it I does know. yeah because yeah. you know you you know you've got a very definite idea they don't it's yeah. you know it's hard
1: the good ones are really interesting I think they don't necessarily want your advice I mean Tom and I put some money into this um, fashion brand for a plus size universal standard called size inclusive, and they're these incredible women. And people say to us, they must love having you on, you know, in the background, giving them advice and, and talking to them. And I'm, they, they just don't need it. Oh, they
0: really? have their
1: they have their own vision of what they want to do. They'll come to us if they need a contact or you know if they want if they have a big problem but most of the time they have their own ways of doing things but I bet that's you I bet you inspiring. that's the
0: way you look at it I bet you they say different they go we just love knowing they're there oh
1: maybe, maybe. you know yeah. because
0: I, I invested in two young mums who were entrepreneurs in a tanning product out of Australia and that's they good. were such a force of nature that's it but i used to have to do those like midnight one o'clock in the morning calls just to kind of like be there for them to kind of you know i wasn't necessarily giving them or i did the repackaging or whatever but they still say today it was amazing to have you there yeah but they also had their own ideas and things but i think sometimes just knowing that someone's there that's done it or you know yeah Oh, yeah. God, I could go on talking to you forever. I could talk to you forever. You're amazing. No, oh, you're amazing. No, you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go shopping. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you, Kelly. That was great.